Welcome to Clutch Time with Mike on the mic. It's your favorite mic recording your favorite podcast. I appreciate everybody tuning in. Uh, my bad, y'all. I was absent last week, and it's it's Tuesday, and I'm just now recording the episode. But it's cool. We here. Y'all here. We all here. We got another guest on the show. We got my boy Mute here with me. What up? How y'all people out there doing? So glad that y'all are listening to Mike on the mic. Hey, I'm really proud of my homeboy, man, for he told me he was going to do this. He did it. It's here. We listened to it. Now it's time to love it. Hey, hey, I appreciate that. Um, So real quickly before we get started, uh, Mute, um, you coached, was Little League AAU yeah. football? Yeah, I coached uh, youth football, um, AAU travel, and also we just finished up in the spring league. Um, I coached for the Fayetteville Wildcats. Uh, we have ages 9 through 14. Uh, we're also going to have them gearing up for the fall as well. Uh, we just finished the season four and two. Uh, we missed the playoffs due to some technicalities. But other than that, uh, it's a great organization. We give back to the community. Um, shout out to Self's Wish. Uh, we actually donated some food to them guys. Uh, we actually fed a family within the first 30 minutes that we gave the food out. So that's what we do. That's what we're about. And we're also about giving kids good grades and a proper training as well. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I like to hear, giving back to the community. Now, if I'm not mistaken and my memory serves me correctly because, you know, I'm getting old, didn't, didn't your squad win a championship last year? Oh, yeah. Last fall, yeah, we won the 12U state championship uh, for the full state, you know. And we, we put on for the Ville, went down there against Charlotte Norseman, and we won it all, man. We won it all. So that was, that was definitely a milestone checked off the list. Okay, okay. Well, that's definitely good to hear. So for those of y'all that listen, they got – Children, and you want to put their bad self somewhere, uh, send them to Mute and he'll get them right. Yes, sir. Fairville Wildcats, definitely look us up, man. Like I said, we got the ages 9 through 14. We're always taking new talent. Definitely, definitely. Well, enough of all that good stuff. So, as once again, I've known Mute for, I don't know, about three, four years now. Yeah. And as with all of my friends, we don't agree on about anything about sports. No. Not NFL football, NBA, college basketball, college football. If we both watch baseball, probably don't agree on that either. Don't agree on that as well. And since you just said something about baseball, I seen you at the Woodpeckers game all in the high rises and things of that nature. In the, in the clubhouse, you know. Yeah. Shout, shout out to the job for hooking me up with a ticket. Right, okay. It, it, was, right. it was cool. And shout out to that bartender. I appreciate you. Yeah, I see. But um, let's let's get right into it because if if memory serves me correctly, at that infamous turkey bowl that we have every year yeah. here in Fayetteville, mm-hmm. I could have swore that you told me that Kyrie Irving was the best point guard in basketball, hey. and his, and the Celtics was going was going to do something this year. What what happened? Hey, man. Hey, I still stand on that statement. Kyrie is the best point guard in basketball currently. Hey, I give Steph Curry a close second. But, hey, Kyrie is an excellent finisher. He can spin it left, right. You know, he can float it. And he can break you down. But the, the reason we didn't go to the ship this year is we had some young knuckleheads, man. They, they wanted to do it their way. They felt like Kyrie was holding them back. They felt like, you know, hey, we, we, we've been here before. We took Braun to a game seven. Jason Tatum dunked on Braun, put him in the rim for all y'all LeBron fans out oh, there. Oh, hey. ho, 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 pause. <laughs> just, just remember what happened when he dunked on Braun and then he bumped into him. What, what, they, what do they call it at? Don't tug on Superman cape. 
Didn't that man go on like an 8-0 personal run? I mean, he did, but hey, he still, like I said, my man Tatum still put Braun in the rim. Hey, I, I have the picture in my phone to this day, and I'm going to put it on, you know, a billboard or something in my house. Might get a whole mural of LeBron getting put in the rim. Really? Really. I mean, I probably should get a mural of, of LeBron kicking the Celtics at the playoffs <laughs> like the last six years straight. Hey, man. Yeah, you're right. The last six years, all, dating back all the way to when we had the, the big three, you know, with Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, Rondo, and don't forget Ray Allen, even though, you know, he's a little bit of a traitor, but hey, we don't. He's we don't not a traitor. He's kind of a traitor. Not, I'm not even about to go into that. He went, he went even, to the enemy. We couldn't beat him, so he joined them. Because y'all was trying to put him on the bench for, for uh whatever his name was, the little guard. Hey, he, he he was a veteran. He was getting a veteran match. So what? Why would you put uh, Ray Allen? Ray Allen went to Miami, sat on the bench because he's playing behind Dwayne Wade. Exactly. So That's either the- way, he was coming off the bench, but he just wanted to go play with Bron. I understand that he carried Bron to you know a championship and everything. He hit the, the shot in the corner. Did you just say he carried hey, Bron to a championship? Man, he carried Bron. Gay Ryan. Y'all be watching the media too much. Yo, you see, hey. sound, like, sound like Skip Bayless over here. Hey, hey, man, that's hey, Skip and Shannon. Shout out to Skip and Shannon at Fox Sports. Any, you know what I'm anyways, so answer me this. We in the offseason. The season didn't go the way that y'all thought it was. Jason, not Jason Terry, uh, Terry Rozier up here on first take talking about, you know, if Kyrie stays, he ain't going back to the Celtics. Al Horford ain't getting no younger. Jason Tatum looked like he hit the he hit the sophomore slump. Okay. okay. Jalen Brown, I'm I'm just waiting on it. Like I see it, but I'm waiting for it to shine through. So and I'll y'all probably should ask Gordon Hayward for that money back. Okay. Okay. All right. First of all, let me just address a couple of things right <laughs> off the bat. Jalen Brown, I never wanted you on my squad. Whenever we drafted you from West Virginia, I, I never wanted you. Okay, I never wanted you. I felt like you, you know, you you won't bring anything to the table. Well, as far as Terry Rozier, hey, like I said, he's a young knucklehead man. He don't know what he has in a veteran leader in Kyrie. But I feel like what my team is missing. I feel like what we need to get in the offseason, I really want us to do something for Anthony Davis. Hey. Get rid of some of the young guys. I, I even put, you know, Brown, Rogier. Hey, get rid of Gordon. Hey, even though I like Gordon, man, he just had an injury. He came back. He played solid for us in the playoffs. But we need a rim protector, man. We we have no one that can protect the rim from people who drive. And, you know, like you said, Al is not getting any younger. Al is really a power forward. You know, hey, shout out to the Gators. Back-to-back championships, 2006, 2007. Hey, him and Joe Kim, hey. That was like 30 years ago. It doesn't matter. It happened. It happened. <laughs> that was like 30 right? years ago. It bro. happened in college basketball. <laughs> it happened. All right? So, hey, shout out to Al. My bad. Shout out to Al. He's hitting the three ball and everything, man. You feel what I'm saying? We just need a rim protector so he can, pay hit, so he can play his natural position, which is power forward. All right. So, I'm going to address the monkey in the room because I want to say – I want to say it was two years ago. I think it was two years ago. Whenever y'all, yeah, two years ago when y'all still had IT, and it was just the talk of the town that Brad Stevens was like the great, the best young coach in the game, just because of the way he could draw up stuff and how he had his own system. Looked like a young pop out there. Okay. So I've watched 
that year where LeBron and Kyrie ran through the Celtics. Then I watched the next year. Now, y'all did go seven with the Cavs, but when it came down to it, it was LeBron, and then y'all didn't have like a we y'all didn't have a go-to person. It was like who's gonna get the ball. And then this year, y'all won game one, mm-hmm. and then Giannis happened. So I think Brad Stevens, I think he's a good coach, but I think Brad Stevens, I, I just feel like something is missing. Like he tried to he tried the the pop thing on Giannis and it didn't work. Like let's okay. sit back in the paint. It didn't work. Right. And and once again, man, it all comes down to no rim protector. I mean, Giannis, you seen you seen the series. He spins and he's at the rim, he dunks it. The series against the, the Raptors, they had Siakam, Ibaka, people who could be at the rim to contest him at the rim without fouling. We were trying to guard him with multiple players. Al Horford. I even seen Jason Tatum on him. I even seen we switched Jalen Brown. We tried numerous things. We tried um, Baines. We tried numerous things to stop Giannis. You know and I know Giannis is, you know, maybe, could be, is on his way to being better than LeBron. Yeah, when LeBron retires. I mean, hey, hey, either way. <laughs> like I said, could be, hey. So, as, as being a, a Celtics fan, You've watched – you had to watch LeBron from the start all the way till he finally left the East. Yes. How did it feel that he left the East and you're like, oh, we might got a chance, and then here comes Giannis? Hey, I jumped for joy, man. I jumped for joy whenever he went over there to the Lakers. I thought this was going to be our season. We had everybody coming back. But then, like you said, we ran into the bus. So, well, let's, let's even rewind a little bit. During the season, I felt like we wasn't taking advantage of the East to begin with. We never got to the number one seed like we needed. We never got to the number two seed. We Hey, we were struggling all year, man, with injuries and things of that nature. We never had a collective unit. Kyrie on there, you know, talking what Kyrie talks, which, hey, he has the right to. He, you know, he single-handedly made a shot that gave Bron another ring. I mean, he did. He hit that shot over Steph. He, he closed out the game. He's a closer. The disrespect. Hey, he's a closer. I mean, why if, if, if he's, he's not a closer, if, if, why why if, Brian didn't take the shot? If he's a closer, then how come he didn't close some of these games for y'all? He did. He did close some of the games, but however, man, when you have someone like Giannis, and you have what Gian, what the Bucks is trying to do for Giannis, and what they're doing is with the same thing that the Cavs tried with LeBron back in the day, is worry about Brian, spread everybody else, and let everybody else shoot the three ball. That and that's what's happening. I mean, so we double team Giannis. Defense gets in the clutter. Somebody's wide open. You had Middleton playing out of his mind. You had a couple other people shooting the ball better than they ever shot it. I mean, what <laughs> Lopez? Let's, let's, what about Lopez, man? When when did Lopez become so deadly from three in the series against us? He been working on it, but you know that one game. I was like, oh no, I don't know that guy. I don't, <laughs> I don't know, know that, that guy, guy either. I don't man. know that guy. You know, hey, I mean, it's a couple things. You know, a couple missed shots here, there. Like I said, man, Giannis is two steps to the rim. He's not laying the ball up. Thanks. He's dunking the ball. He led the league in dunks. I'm just thinking eventually, like, hey, hey. I mean, if he's going to stay in the East, we we might need to go shot for LeBron or somebody. That would be wild. But let me ask you this before we move on. So you was hyped for show because we talked when Kyrie went to the Celtics. Stupid hype. 
And, was, was he later, you know? Yeah, and here we are two seasons later, and it's looking like, we don't know for sure, but it's looking like he's going to leave. Hey, he, he may leave. It was never a guarantee that he was going to stay. That he was going to stay anyway. But the way he was talking, yeah. well, I think he's going to stay. So, in your opinion, I know you say that he's the best point guard in basketball. Would you say Kyrie's a good leader, or would you say that's something he really need to go and look in the mirror? Well, everybody has their their own style of leadership. I mean, you know, some people, that's just like, let's say, you know, I, we can only compare him to Bron because when Bron talks, everybody listens. When Kyrie talks, it's like, uh, you know, hey, it's just Kyrie, you know. I think his leadership fell off a little bit whenever he didn't go to back with us whenever he was injured when he first was there. I think that's when, you know, the young guys felt like as rookies, they, they took Bron to seven games before they can get to the finals. They felt like they had did something when they really didn't do anything. Right. The goal in Beantown is to win the championship. Yep. So just because you guys took Bron to a seven-game series, ultimately we lost that series. So ultimately, I don't know why they were sitting on this high horse coming into the new season. Kids. But, yeah, kids, like I said, young knuckleheads, man. So this is where, my, in my opinion, I think all people should have saw this coming. Last year – when y'all went seven games, and when game seven came around and they started showing the benches and stuff, Kyrie wasn't there. Then they said, well, Kyrie had to have surgery on his nose. And my first thing was, you could have waited till tomorrow to have that surgery. Y'all was in Boston. Exactly. So if it's a game seven and your leader ain't on the bench, not even in the building, I'm automatically going to think, oh, what's who, who are you? I don't even want to talk to you. So – as a coach, I know me, how I am about when I watch games and all of that. I'm Especially in high school, if we was on TV, I watched the game on TV and then watched the coach's tape to see what I've seen and just see different stuff like that. So okay. I feel like as a coach, probably should have saw that coming. And you probably should have told Al Horford or maybe Gordon Hayward or any other veteran on that team, like, hey, Kyrie, he, you know, it's his team, but – Maybe that leadership thing, y'all should probably take him under his wing. But that's just me. I don't think everybody can lead. I think leaders just walk in and you know, oh, it's this his squad. Right. And I don't think Kyrie has that aura. Yeah. And, and you you know, you could be right, which I think, you, you know, you're about 71%, right? You know, <laughs> hey, you never heard anybody say anything about going to Boston to get a nose job. You know what I'm saying? You never heard anybody say you go up north. You either go to, you know, Miami with down to Miami or you go to the West Coast, yeah, you know, right. and you get your, your nose fixed or whatever. I don't know what happened to his nose from sitting on the bench, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't know what happened to his nose. You know, the, the verdict is still out on that, but you're, you're absolutely correct. He should have been on the bench. He should have been cheering his team on. He should have helped Brad Stevens drop something that they knew Braun was going to do, how to stop Braun or something he in smelled, that game. He smelled LeBron coming, so he's like, let me get the hell out of here. Oh, that, see, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Okay, so right now we're sitting in my living room and I'm watching NFL Network because this is what I do. I right. watch the NFL Network. So transitioning to the NFL, Mute is like the whole six friends I got on Facebook that are Patriots fans. I don't know where exactly. y'all. I don't know where y'all came from. I don't know yeah. who raised y'all, but you was raised incorrectly. No disrespect to your mama because <laughs> you're a Patriots fan, but. Before we even start talking about the Patriots, I'm going to ask you this question, and I just need a short answer. Okay. 
Is it more Tom Brady or is it more Bill Belichick? Uh, it's more Tom Brady. And my, my love for the Patriots goes back to Blesso and Curtis Martin. I just felt like Curtis Martin was one of the best running backs that I have seen at that time when he came to us. He he gave us something different. You know, he drew me to them. But, hey, you cannot knock Tom Brady. He And, by the way, he's going to play till he's 50. You yes. heard it here first on, on Mike and Mike. He's going to play till he's 50. The avocado ice cream is working. Hey, TB12 workouts. Look my man up on Instagram. You feel what I'm saying? He's doing beach workouts and everything of that of that nature. You feel what I'm saying? Hey, I'm a diehard Patriots fan. Hey, remember, 28-3 to against the Falcons. We'll come back. First of all, real, you brought up that damn Super Bowl. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's rewind it back. First of all, the reason why y'all won that Super Bowl is I don't know who the offensive coordinator was for the Falcons, but – when you get a 28-3 to lead, how much time was left? It was like nine minutes left in the fourth quarter, whatever it was. No, it was two minutes and 12 seconds left in the, in the third. third. Okay. 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 All right. Who keeps throwing the ball? Just run the ball. Oh, my God. Anyways, should have lost that one. Okay. Right. And Pete Carroll is the dumbest coach in history because you know just as well as I know, you probably just knew it was over. I did. I did. Um, <laughs> I was actually sitting in Greensboro um, with a couple of my friends, and I was getting ragged on pretty bad. You know, they were saying, give it to the beast mode. I actually slunched down in the chair. They threw it. Malcolm Butler, God dropped him to us. I don't know, you know, hey, I, don't, I still don't know what college he's going to, that he came from. I'm not even going to go research that because. Western, Western Alabama, I think. So. Yeah, because he shouldn't have been a starter after that. We felt we felt sorry for him because he won us a Super Bowl, but he should have never been a starter after that. Well, but I believe he's with your Titans now. And if I'm not mistaken, okay. did my Titans run through your Patriots? Hey. Oh, okay. Did that win get you the Super Bowl? I, I don't I, care. Y'all some cheaters. Anyways, <laughs> so I know you said it's Tom Brady. Now, I'll say. Is fifty one forty nine, okay, in favor of Belichick? Why? Oh, the only reason I say that is because as great as Tom Brady is, I'm just no slack. He's a great quarterback, but Bill Belichick took Matt Castle and made made him look like the second coming, and they went y'all went eleven to five that year. Then and missed the playoffs. Well, let, let, they, let, they, let, they missed the playoffs. Okay. I give him that, but right. the fact that he's a backup and he had one good year in his whole career up under Bill Belichick. Then when Tom Brady got suspended because you know he out here deflating footballs and whatnot, oh, and y'all had uh, whoever them quarterbacks was that y'all had Jimmy Garoppolo and the other boy, and they still went what was it, three and one, four three and one, one, three and one. one. So I feel like in Belichick's system. It don't matter who's playing quarterback because it's it's the way that his system is dictated. He knows what players he needs. Now, it helps to have somebody the caliber of Tom Brady, but I just want you to know, if me and you was two GMs and that it was Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady and I had the first pick, best believe in picking Aaron Rodgers. I understand that. And you're still going to be in the same boat that Aaron Rodgers is right now. With Bill Belichick? Hey, yeah, right. With, with, Bill is all about defense. Okay? That's fine. So Josh, it's Josh McDaniel's system that – Helps the the quarterbacks be who they were. Okay, first of all, all right. Josh McDaniels is a joke. Hey, hey, he can't run his own team. Clearly, I mean, but hey, he's a hell of a. I'm sorry, he's a he's an offensive coordinator guru. Okay, all right. Hey, he puts he puts Tom Brady in places he need to be. He got Matt Castle paid. That was the goal. Get him paid and get him out of there. 
Hey, Jimmy Garoppolo, God rest his soul. Hey, he went out of the 49ers. I think his career is going to die. <laughs> 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 I think his career is going to die. He should have stayed. should have took the less money. should have made all the fuss, okay? He got $105 million guaranteed. I took the money, too. Yeah, hey. Hey, he already had a ring from just being a backup. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, so I don't think he's going to win one as a starter. But uh, what do you say when Bill Belichick's defense is ranked 32 in the NFL at passing yards, yards given up, points allowed, and all that? It, that's not Bill. That's not Bill that's winning those them games. It's Tom Brady on the field, fourth quarter drives. He's winning us the game. So be honest, honest, completely honest, no bias. Who won the Super Bowl? This past Super Bowl? Shoot, Tom Brady. No, I know. But what I'm saying is, you think Tom Brady had a good game? No. It was a it was an okay game. Hey. Uh by Tom, a, by Tom Brady standards? It was an okay game. That was a that was a so so game. Tell me this. Tell me this though. Did he not did he not drive us down the field? He did drive us down the field, it's, but what did what did Bill Belichick's defense do? What did they do to the Rams? Hey. Did you not think that the Rams was about to come out there and it was about to be a shootout? The Rams was already deflated because they knew they shouldn't have been there to begin with. That too, but still. Like I understand. Okay, so all right, let's give Bill his props. Bill, you know, defense was you were outstanding. Some, you okay. Were, you were but also, kid. Bill defense did give up some holes. If it wouldn't have been from the McCordy twin running 40 yards to stop the touchdown, we don't win the game. I mean, but that's, that, that's a last. That's a lapse in Bills defense. There. That's what defense is. And if if Sean McVay hadn't got so hyped up on five hour energies and, and lost his mind on the sideline, they could have won. Even though it was legit supposed to be Drew Brees versus Tom Brady. That's what I wanted. Yeah, that's what you know. That would have been a better matchup. It would have gave it you know more of a you know a high scoring feel. I think because the Saints lost. defense Y'all wasn't lost. that good. But also shout out to uh, McVay. For not giving the ball to Ty Gurley like he should have most of the game. I honestly think Ty Gurley. I think something really wrong with his knee. You think something really wrong? With I it? watched it yesterday, and they said he's working with an outside trainer because his knee still ain't right. And it's it's June. Yeah, hey. <laughs> it's June. The Super Bowl's four months ago. And then they drafted like two running backs. I don't know. I think they signed Buddy that uh, was running all over them Cowboys because they suck. Yeah, hey. Anthony, if you hear this. Yeah, hey, Mister Hooker. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, brother. <laughs> I don't even know what to say, but Dak is not your guy, okay? <laughs> All right, just remember that. Remember that. Dak is not your guy, okay? Hey, you need to keep Ezekiel Elliott from out here hurting people, man. Hey, going bankrupt, man. <laughs> hey, he going to be sick. Hey. Okay, so take the Patriots out of it. Okay. Who do you think is the next best team in the AFC this year? The next best team in the AFC? It has to be the Kansas City Chiefs. You think so? It has to be. I, I know they lost pieces, you know. With Hunt and also Hill with, you know, what he got going on. Stupid. Hey, but at the end of the day, you can't take away from Pat Mahomes. Hey, they always say, you just need a man to throw it there. Catching there comes second. But first, you got to throw the ball there. So, this is my thing on first year. Well, he's not a first year player, but he did it for one season. Now, defense has had time to key in on him and all of this. Now, if he go off again next year, I'll shut up. Okay. But honestly, I'm going to go out on a limb here. And I'm, I'm going to say 
No, I ain't gonna say the Browns. I knew you was gonna. I, you I, know, it, I knew you just, was leaning towards the Browns. I just was sitting here watching them. I'm just like, yo, they have so much talent. But I think honestly, this year, I think the Chiefs will be good. But I think it. I think it's gonna be the Colts because Andrew, Andrew Luck finally looked like what they said he was gonna be last year. Because he was slinging that thing. He finally got an offensive line to to protect him. And okay, I, I can see the Colts going far. Whether or not they can beat. The Patriots, I think the only way that they could beat the Patriots is if it's in Indy. If it's in Foxborough. Um, yeah, you know, hey, the road to the Super Bowl in the AFC comes through Foxborough. Shout out to Andrew Luck, man. You know, hey, I still don't know why he was given so much of a leash outside of Robert Griffin. But, hey, that's, you know, that's another topic for another day. Well, we know how that goes. You know, hey, <laughs> he sat on the sideline with a shoulder injury for, you know, however long he did. But as far as the Cleveland Browns, man, like I said, Hey, everything looks good when it's polished up, man. Everything looks good. They, they got all the names and all that. But I'm, I guarantee you, man, Landry and Odell on the same team, there's going to be some riffraff, man. No, it's not. They played together in college, and they was damn near unbeatable. I understand that. But it's going to be some riffraff when it comes to Baker. If Baker makes the wrong decision and throws to the wrong guy, other than them two, let's say for instance he tries to throw to – Joku or somebody of that nature, and right. a pick happens. You don't think Odell is not going to that sideline with the Odell antics? He's a wide receiver. That's expected. Okay. He's, a, right. he's a diva. Okay, so that's cool. So now I'm going to ask you some 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 rapid-fire questions. Okay. I swear, we get in these arguments. Well, I get in these arguments with my dad, anybody that I talk to. So Randy Moss or Jerry Rice? Randy Moss. That's that's what I'm talking about. Randy Moss. Randy Moss. He's the best wide receiver I've ever seen. Take the top off the defense. Nobody could run with him, and he has soft hands like Sean. <laughs> yeah, he did. Okay. LeBron or Kobe? Kobe. Disrespect. Kobe was a cold boy. He was so cold. He was man. a great value version of Michael Jordan. No, he was not. Yes, he was he not was. a great value version. Yes, he was. Listen, you got to add in all the added pressure of L.A., all the superstar status that he had to play in front of every night. You got to add in the fact that, hey, they said he couldn't do it without Shaq. He did it without Shaq. Hey, it's just a lot that goes into that. He's, you know, his finals record is better than LeBron's, right? That's fine. LeBron, okay. LeBron got more finals MVPs. He wasn't a tag along. Anyways, moving on. Uh, I've been hearing this one. I'm going to go into this on the next segment, but I've been hearing this a lot. So, Allen Iverson or Stephen Curry? Steph. You say Steph because what? His, re- his resume or just because you think he's a better player? Just, just because threes is better than twos. Threes is more than twos. So I respect AI for what he did. He changed the game. He, like you said on your previous podcast, the man wore anything he wanted. He brought the jewelry, the sleeves, the tattoos, the, the braiding of the hair, the cornrows. I even rocked some Allen Iverson cornrows. Shout out to AI, you know. Uh, the little fishbone things. He was a trendsetter. But when it comes down to playing the game, yes, AI going to shake and bake you, but he still, at the end of the day, is only going to get you two points. Steph Curry, shake and bake, he's stepping back. And that three, it's going to cost you three. I, I, you could say Steph Curry because he got a better resume, but talent-wise, give me Iverson. But I'm biased. I, 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 I'm ne- I know. I'm, I'm never going to get over that. Um. Oh, I got a good one. Because I, I argue this to the end of the world. Tim Duncan or Kevin Garnett? Oh, man, you put me in the bind here. 
You feel me in a bond here. Oh, man. And we're talking of just... Are we speaking of just resumes or... I'm just talking about if you had a you had a draft pick. Who would I pick? Who would you take? I got to go with Timmy D. I got to go with Tim Duncan, man. He was the most fundamentally sound player that I think I've seen at that position. The man could kiss it off the glass. He could do... I mean, he would block, defend, whatever you wanted. I mean... I think KG is way better than Tim Duncan, but the only reason why he's never going to get the nod is because he didn't play for Pop. Yeah. If KG was playing for Pop, I think he'd have had the same career. And the rings out way. And the the ring, yeah. Timmy got five and KG only got one. But KG one ring hold a lot of weight. It do. It hold a lot of weight. Um, Charles Barkley or Karl Malone? That's an easy one for me. It may be for you, but I got to go with Sir Charles. Uh, no, that's what I was going to say. Okay. People right. people see Charles. Well, that's how I know that I really feel like I'm getting old. I, some of the stuff that Charles Barkley say on TV, I don't agree with. But when you're talking about Charles Barkley, the player. The player. Listen. The player. Listen. Charles Barkley was a was a, was a man. He's 6'4", 6'5", out here rebounding, scoring. Won an MVP. One of the top 50 players of all time. Probably arguably the best player to ever, to never win a championship. It's not a category you want to be in, but I mean, it's a lot of, it's a lot of them, but Charles Barkley was one hell of a player. So I would say Charles Barkley and I always forget about Carl Malone. I mean, no disrespect, but I just feel like Charles did it without a lot of help. Yep. Carl had stopped then. He had, you know, he had pieces in place to try to help them boys get to the finals. Barkley, he was just a rebel, man. He was a rebel. Facts, facts. Well, uh, we're about to take a quick break. We're going to hear from our sponsors, and we'll be right back with more Clutch Time with Mike on the mic. All right, y'all. Welcome back from break. We're back with uh, Mute here on Clutch Time with Mike on the mic. So... Let's talk about college football real quick. Now, okay. I know you. I know you're a Florida Gators fan. Yes, sir. And I don't know if you keep up with like all of the recruiting and stuff. I do. Okay. So what what's going down on what's going down there in Gainesville? Because y'all lost y'all best recruit from last year over him telling the coaches, "Yeah, I don't I don't want to stay with Buddy because he's crazy." And then he turn around and get this charge for bringing these girls back to the rooms like some sexual assault charge or something like that. Now he done left the, the the program. And I think in that same time, y'all had like three or four decommits, like in, all in the same week. Yeah. What's going down under in Gainesville, man? Hey, man, we, we're dealing with a, a bunch of prima donnas, man, in, in my opinion. I understand there's some, there's some great recruits and, and things of that nature. But, you know, when you come down there to Florida, you know, it's Sunshine State. You know, there's a, a lot of things to do. Even going back to Cam Newton, he stole computers while he was there. You know, hey, it's just always something bad that can happen at the University of Florida. And it's the heat, man. Everybody can't take the it, the constant heat. And, you know, hey, we is one of the best SEC teams, you know, in the SEC. However, like you said, we didn't just lose that recruit. I've been seeing it every day. It comes across from my Bleacher Report, my ESPN, we're losing a lot of recruits, and you know, hey, we we're just going to turn over a new leaf, man. I don't expect for us to go. I do expect for us to go bowling this season, 
But as far as winning the SEC East or or being in the college football playoffs, I don't expect that. Okay. I'm just going to give you the, the guy that is true. That's but true. I'm still – when I'm not rooting for them Gators, it's roll tide. Okay. So, well, bringing – that was the next subject. So, y'all are in the SEC East. And, of course, in the SEC is two divisions. Well, I say it's three divisions. It's Alabama and then the West and the East. <laughs> um, so, in the East, do you feel like presently constructed y'all can compete with Georgia? Because it seems like it's y'all in Georgia – and if Tennessee ever gets back to what Tennessee was almost 20 years ago, yeah. then they'll be there. And I don't think Kentucky, they just lost Benny Snell, so I don't see that happening. And I don't even know who else is in the SEC East. Right. So, you know, I do feel like we are one of the top-tier teams in the SEC East. Uh, Kentucky did shock the world last year, but like you said, they lost Snell. So they got a lot of rebuilding to do as well. But, yeah, Georgia, man – Georgia's just their their recruiting is just out of the mind. Just feel like when it comes down to recruiting, either you're going to Georgia or you're going to Alabama for all the top prospects. So with that being said, I do believe that they are a step above my program right now. And that's only because, like you said, we're losing the recruits. We can't hold on to anybody. Everybody that comes down there to us gets in trouble, whether it be with the uh, you know, the credit card fraud or anything like that. So, man, we're just I think we just need to turn over a new leaf. And at Florida, and we'll be all right. So you say turn over a new leaf. You think it's time for a new coach? I know Dan Mullins ain't been there that long, but when you had that kind of turmoil, as soon as you get in the program, usually when a new coach come in, you see players might transfer out because maybe that coach too tough or that's not who they signed up to play for. But some of these decommits, part of it is because, you know, just stupid little kids. But yeah, some of the other stuff is just like, mm, that probably is self-inflicted. Right, and you're right. But like you said, he's a new coach, so and he's been at Florida um, before. Oh, well, yeah, he was. So there. I feel like he came back in feeling too comfortable mm-hmm. um, as far as, you know, his recruits. You feel like he just do everything like he used to do it. But like we both know, you know, kids nowadays is, is way different from whenever we play ball. Exactly. Social media and all that plays a big part. So whenever you get, you know, recruited and you commit to a school that – at that time, especially with it being a football school, it's like you're a guy walking on the campus or a god in Gainesville or whatever. So I feel like he, he's going to have to just get more strict. You know, uh, like when I say turn over a new leaf, he has to cut out a lot of leisure things that they can do. You're going to try to keep them together more as a team and do team activities. And that's what I do with my favorite Wildcats. That's what we do. I just try to do like pool days. Uh, when we go to practice, we say Wildcats on three, family on six. It's just little things like that that, that keeps you together and letting everybody voice their opinions. Don't try to shut nobody down or do anything like that. I just feel like he just needs to just tighten down on the whole group, and then maybe we can keep some more recruits and get back to the level of football that we was at with Tim Tebow. Shout out to The Promise. Forget him, man, that promise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think you're right. Um, yeah. So, as far as college football is concerned, I mean, was this 2019? For the better part of 12 years, a decade plus, it's really been Alabama and everybody else. Right. So, two out of the last three years, Clemson, I ain't going to say they came out of nowhere, but you nor I, nor anybody on TV, ESPN, anybody outside of wherever Clemson is at in South Carolina, right. that group and they fans, I didn't see 44 to 16 over Bama. Not not a Nick Saban team. 
So with that being said, I already pencil in, as Shannon Sharp say, it's the Alabama Invitational for the college football playoff because they've been in every last one of them. Yes. So I already put Alabama and Clemson in it. Right. You you got any other teams that you think can make it, or if you got maybe a sleeper squad? Um. Well, shout out to Clemson, Trevor Lawrence, man. I actually that's, watched them on that's a bad boy. Hey, I watched him on Elite Eleven on NFL yeah, uh, yeah. Network. Uh, he didn't win the MVP, but you know it was kind of hard to give it to him because he was still making all the great throws. He was almost pro ready then, but. Um, like you said, it is the Alabama Invitational. So I got, like we said, Clemson, Alabama. I think uh, Oklahoma, didn't they just get Jalen Hurd? Mm-hmm. They got Jalen Hurd, so Oklahoma. And I think it's going to be, man, somebody else, I would say, has to come from like a, a spread offense type of team. Somebody that can put up a lot of points. And, you know, Washington has been there a couple times. Ohio State, but Ohio State lost their quarterback, so we don't know how good they're going to be. And, but it, and but they it, lost Urban. Right. So, you know, they're, they're always there, though. So we got to give them a chance, and then you got to look at Michigan and the Big House and, you know, things of that nature. Well, I don't, I don't trust Michigan. You don't trust Michigan? First of all, I'm not going to lie. I was drinking the Kool-Aid last year. <laughs> I watched them play a few times, and when I was watching them play defense, you know, watching the NFL defense versus watching the college defense is two totally different things. Right. But the way that the Michigan was flying on the field, I said, they, you know, if you don't know anything about football, you might think it's a bunch of pro players out here playing. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And then they played Ohio State and 60-something points later. I, I just – I'm sorry. Jim, Jim, John, whichever hardball it is, <laughs> he need to go back to, to the NFL. I don't think – I don't think he got it. For what what it takes in college, like he can recruit, but his specialty is defense, and his offenses be trash. Yeah, because he he's not had a consistent quarterback for a while. Well, he uh, got Shea Patterson now, and Shea Patterson was the number one ranked recruit uh, quarterback recruit two years ago. So right. I if Michigan get in there, I don't. I still don't see them. I or if they make it, I see them losing the first weekend. Honestly. I could see, uh, um, I could see, I could see Georgia making it, but Georgia would have to somehow win the SEC. Yeah, and, and beat Bama. And yeah, because if they don't beat Bama, I just because mm, that's how I feel about LSU every year. Sorry, DeAnthony, again, because because <laughs> LSU every year. Um, I would say Bama, Clemson. I won't say Oklahoma because I'm cautiously, very cautiously optimistic about my Longhorns. Okay. Because we won, we beat Georgia last year, and mm-hmm. then we got all these these great recruitment classes we got. So I, I'm I'm a believer in Tom Herman. So hopefully we can do it. So if we don't make it, I don't think Oklahoma will make it because I think we'll end up beating Oklahoma. Okay. I would say Bama, Clemson. I can see Georgia. And my sleeper would be Oregon. Oregon? They got uh, yeah, they got returning they, they got returning starters. They got the quarterback back. They got the quarterback back and they got the number one recruit in the country. And right. He looking like he reminds me of 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 a young Javon Curse. And for those of you who are too young to know who Javon Curse is, Javon Curse came in the league and was wrecking everything. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, he 
He came from Florida. Sadly. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did. <laughs> I think your boy from Oregon. He he puts me in the mind of Clowney, though. He puts me in the mind of basically a, a physical specimen on that D line man who can 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 run anything down. He can run east to west. He can play power with you with the O line. He, I mean, but at the end of the day, man, we all know Oregon, and we all know. You know, they look good, especially with shout out to Phil Knight. You know, they look good all the time, but they don't always play up to their potential. And for me, it feels like I feel like if they're going to get beat by a below 500 team during during the season. And that's just going to kill them. You know how the experts do? You lose. <laughs> Seems like his death is a death loss. <laughs> it's a death Well, loss. I will say in Oregon's case this year, They'll be ranked. Washington will be ranked. I'm pretty sure USC will be ranked. Who else? Washington State should be ranked because I think they went like 11 and 2 last year. And Stanford. And Stanford should be ranked. So that's five schools. So if they lose, if they lose in college football, you got to lose early. Yeah. <laughs> you can't yeah. lose late. If you lose early, you can recover from it because we see Ohio State every year they lose and they go beat, destroy right. everybody and come back. So um, you got to lose early. I can see. I understand though. If Oregon make it, they'll probably lose the first weekend just because they're just not physical enough. But I can see Oregon making it because they got they got returning what you need to make yeah. it run. Um, and then real quickly, college basketball. Okay. All right. I mean, it's it's Duke. It's Duke. Okay, so let me let me just give you my take on college basketball. I, I am a Florida fan. Y'all heard me shout out Joe Kim and. Al Horford, I am a Florida fan, but however, I'm also a coach, and I and I love Calipari. I just feel like he goes into some a kid's living room. There's almost no way you can tell that man no if he's sitting on your couch. But you know, he he doesn't have any stability. It's all freshmen all the time, and it, it is one and done. If the freshmen do come back, it's even better freshmen coming in that's going to put them on the bench. Big but. When it comes to since since you said Duke, when it comes to in-state rivalry, I gotta go with Carolina. Man. Boy, you real did. Well. I gotta go with Carolina. I will kick you out of my whole apartment right now. This episode will never get published. Boy, don't you ever disrespect me like that again. Hey, I gotta go with Carolina. What's this? Duke Blue. I, I got the colors on. And the reason why I, I made this determination a long time ago, my family, big Duke fans all across the board, and. It's Nike compared to Jordan. I'm just saying, like, you know, Carolina sponsored by Jordan. That that was a deciding factor for me. That was back when I was, I guess you can call me a hype beast. I was buying all the Jordans <laughs> and, and all that. You feel what I'm saying? But, hey, that, that's what determined it for me. So, and Carolina should be better. I mean, didn't they beat y'all? Zion wasn't playing. Hey, Oh, I mean, you see hey, what happened when he came back. You had the four freshmen, though, right? You had the four. No, we had three. Well, three. First, first of all, Trey Jones can't shoot. Okay. And I don't know what happened. I think Cam Reddish just lost it. When he realized I'm going to be the third option, he struggled the whole year. Yeah, he should have been way better than what he was. Right. But, okay, he's a kid, whatever. So, your reason for liking Carolina is way better than my reason for liking Duke. Okay. So my dad is a Duke fan. That's the only thing we agree on in sports is okay. we're both Duke basketball fans. But literally, when I was a kid, we were watching the game. I'm, you know, I want to go outside and play. Right. We sitting there watching the game. Duke was playing Carolina, and it was this dude from Carolina that had on his jersey, but he had on the undershirt. 
but I felt like he was before his time because it looked like a tall tee. And I was like, yo, he looked like like he can't dress. Like he looks stupid. Right. So I was like, why would I root for a team with players that can't dress? I'm root for the other dudes. Oh, okay. And that's okay. why I like dude. Like okay. literally, that's, that's why. Um, but I'm with you. After this year, I'm over the one and done thing. Like after this past season, I first of all, when Zion committed to Duke, I had to stand in front of my TV for like 20 minutes in shock. Because I just knew he wasn't going to do. Right. But then when we lost to Michigan State, yeah, I said, yo, I'm done with the one and done. We need players that is going to be there for years. So I'm glad Trey Jones came back. Okay. And the kids that Duke got coming in this year, it's only one of them that looks like a legit one and done. And even if he don't have the best season, uh, he probably could stay. But, you know, I'm always going to root for my Blue Devils. And okay. I know two years ago we beat the snot out your Florida Gators. Yeah, you did. You did. I mean, but you long, know as long as you know. Hey, you know, when it comes to college, that's why I have two teams, you know, in the beat, SEC. We, we I know y'all beat Kentucky as well. We beat the snot out of Kentucky. Hey, but it's fun. Like I said, it's freshmen though, you know. It was y'all freshmen versus our freshmen. Right. But also <laughs> it's it's Coach K against Calipari. And I and I gotta give the edge to Coach K, man. You better. They got to, He's man. West ever. West Point, he he's an army guy. Just imagine how them practices go. Like imagine the, the the shock of a freshman when you walk into that practice, and everything is ran army style, right? From from start to finish. So you there's only you know you can only do become a machine. We seen Zion man. He blew out Kyrie's shoe. That was wild. Wow. That was wild. If I'm his daddy, Nike got to pay me fifty mil right there. More than fifty mil. If if he when he whatever he decides to go. Somebody gonna probably give him a hundred million dollars. I can see it. Yeah. I well, then again, I don't know because they gave LeBron ninety million straight out of high school. So I don't know if they're gonna want to set that precedent. But to be honest, I've seen better players than Zion, but I ain't seen nobody with that kind of hype. Yeah. Not yeah. since LeBron. So if they gave him a hundred million dollars, then by all means, the shoes probably gonna be ugly because his feet. His feet. Now I got a question for you: Does Zion compare to LeBron? No. He's not – he's – I will say he's He's uber athletic. Okay. He can jump out the gym. But the thing that he don't his, – his brute strength and his speed with the ball and getting to the rim is, is LeBron-like. But the thing that sets LeBron apart from every other player I've ever seen, including Michael Jordan, LeBron can score inside, outside – Okay. He can rebound. He can in his prime. He can guard any position on the floor. Okay. But that passing thing, everybody ain't got that. Okay. And, but Zion has that though. Zion, Zion has everything you just mentioned. He can shoot the three. Uh. Uh-uh. I what mean, I, he shot it. He's but this is his three look like Magic Johnson three. It's like a set shot. True. But when I, when I say he's not, he like he can score, but he's not a shooter. And what I mean by that is like. You 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 watched Zion this year. You didn't right. see him cut, like getting the ball in an ISO situation and dribbling, 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 and then like rhythm shooting a shot. Oh no, 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 no! no. no. He don't right. he, he don't have that skill yet. And I don't want to, you know, I didn't like it when they said LeBron was going to be the next Jordan. Yeah, he lived up to the expectations and exceeded it, in my mm-hmm. opinion. But to tell a kid, you know, hey, you the next LeBron James. You them kind of players don't come along that often, right? So right. I think he's gonna be good. I just hope that he's smart and he goes to New Orleans. I'm sure that's where he's gonna go. 
He trains, he gets better, and then leaves. Don't okay. be stupid and stay. Because New Orleans is just – you go there to die. Yeah. It's just not, it's not where you go. But I think he could be a – I think he could be a perennial all-star, but I don't think he's good enough to lead you to a championship. Okay. I think his ceiling is he might be a Eastern Western Conference finals, maybe never make the the finals. If he does make the finals, I don't think he'll win it. I think he'll win it though. Only because he plays defense. He can block, he's rangy. So that means he he can block a three-point shot, he can run down, chase down blocks. You know, that, that just sparks your team in, in ways that other little baskets can't. Right. And we all know he can dunk, man. We all know that. Oh, he's already been signed up for the dunk contest, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty I'm, sure they done prepaid him yeah, for it. Right. Because the dunk against Virginia is one of the ones that I, that just sticks out to me, man. You talking about when he, he went in and out, yeah. but, he what? Tried, but he tried to block his arm. He's like, no, no, no. What? No, no. The in and out to then the foul on the end one? I, I knew right then. I will say, whatever team he goes to, it, they're probably going to be on TV a lot. Because I will say, I enjoy watching Zion play because his his energy and passion for the game is infectious. Right. But as we all seen, all that dunking and all of this stuff, it's great in the regular season. As Giannis, when the playoffs <laughs> come along, you can't dunk on everybody, and you're gonna need some skills. As Ben Simmons, yeah. So I think he got a long way to go. I get the hype, I understand it, but mm, kind of scale it back some. But hopefully by the time LeBron retires, Zion will be out here killing folks. I had somebody to watch. But is it that hard to learn a jump shot? Apparently, with ben Simmons uh, and apparently, and- apparently so. Because you got to think, you got to think. Ben came from Australia, right? I don't know what they do in Australia except for you know kill Steve Irwin, rest in peace to my dog. Um, I don't. What I mean, like he went to LSU and he didn't even need to learn a jumper. He was the best player on the floor every time they played. Right now he gets to the NBA and we in year two. He's still scared to shoot. He's still scared to take over. And I know back in the day it seemed like kids had time to kind of grow into it and then be able to take over. But we in a different we in a different time. You get drafted first overall. You sat a year. Then you come in, and I expect big things. And when you got people dubbing you, LeBron dubbing you the prince of the NBA, whether it's fair or not, right? expectations come with that. And you're playing with Joel Embiid. Yes. So y'all should be dominating, but y'all ain't. And Ben Simmons didn't look no better this year than he did last year. Right. And I don't, you know, hey, and shout out to my man uh, from Utah, Cause hey, I don't think Ben Simmons should have won the Rookie of the oh, Year award. Mitchell. Yeah, Mitchell. You know, Spider. I, I thought it was gonna be. And the crazy part is, this is why I say, don't judge players off one year because you're gonna learn real fast that you might have looked good your rookie year, but then when teams got time to game plan for you, you don't look that good. Because I'm part of the group that thought that Ben Simmons and Jason Tatum and Donovan Mitchell was about to be Melo, Wade, and LeBron version 2.0. Oh, okay. And here we are the next year, and I'm like, nah, nah, we can go ahead and kill that. But well, my man Tatum had a solid year, man. He had a solid year. Yeah, but he, he didn't have a solid year like Melo had his, his second year. But, hey, did Melo get a ring? No, is Melo in the league? Bye-bye, mm. Melo, man. I'm, I've always been unsold on Melo. I've always been unsold on Melo. Always, right. since his Denver days. I just, him and JR, 
I, I just didn't like it. So we had last last time we did the podcast, my boy EJ, when we went to break, he said it was something he wanted to talk about. He's talking about Tracy McGrady and Carmelo Anthony. Okay. I was taken aback because I've never heard that one. Okay. I've never heard that comparison. So who you, you taking Melo or Tracy McGrady? McGrady. McGrady. I had the shoes and everything with it. <laughs> But the Adidas that come across the top, they was white and blue. I had them. I loved them. Cut grass in them. I think the, I think the lawnmower, I think my foot got caught up on the lawnmower that cut the shoe in half. That's the only reason I gave them away. It was it was Tracy McGrady, man. It was his world to lose at that time, man. True. I mean, I won't I, I will say that, you know, towards the end of Melo career, I was kind of down on him like cause I felt like he just made bad decisions. Like he could have he should have been had a championship. Yeah. But, I mean, stuff happens. Everybody can't win it. But I ain't going to sit here and rag on Melo because I know my boy Juice will be texting me and telling me I need to leave <laughs> Melo alone. And I can't say too much about T-Mac because my homegirl Nisha will try to kill me, like, for real, for real. Um, but, I mean, that I mean that's just the way it goes. But, Mute, I appreciate you coming on the, on the podcast, man. No uh, problem, man. I appreciate you having me, man. Like I said, man, I'm willing to tell anybody and everybody, my man Mike, Said he was gonna do it. He did it. It's done. Now the only thing we gotta do is love it. So we can get you on ESPN, Fox Sports One. You know, if I get on ESPN, they're gonna fire me. Man, hey. As soon as I get up there, so Mike, how you feel? Hey, the president is the worst human being on the planet. <laughs> let's okay, let's talk about let's talk sports. Right. I'm gonna be Jamel Hill down here. They're gonna send me packing. Right. Hey man, if y'all ain't watched it yet, man, go watch when they see us, man. Hey, get you some tissues ready for all you ladies, even some of y'all, man. I can't, I can't watch it, bro. Man, hey, it made me angry inside, but, hey, you got to think, man, this is just the world we live in. I can't do it. I can't do it. Outside of, outside of my stepmom, my brother, and Miss Melissa that helped raise me, I feel like if I watch that, I'm going to end up going outside and want to slap somebody. Like You, you is. You because is. I remember hearing about it growing up. Right. And now we got a whole documentary about it, and I've heard nobody say – I haven't heard anybody not say that they are beyond mad. So I was like, no, I don't need to watch it. I don't like watching movies like that because I'm just like, bruh, it's a crazy world we live in, and it's just like it's getting worse. Yeah. Like it's not as bad as it was back in the 50s and 60s, but – It's like it's coming full circle. And then it's, you're going to get full circle slapped. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a different world we live in out here, so – um, but yeah, if y'all want to watch the documentary, it's on Netflix, more power to you. I can't do it. But, um, again, everybody that tunes in, I appreciate y'all. Just remember you can subscribe on Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, Spotify. Um, you get the notification when I drop an episode and we start something different next week. I'm gonna have a little, little fan topic, you know, whatever y'all want me to talk about or hear my take on definitely, um, gonna start doing that. We're gonna keep having the guests on the show. Like my man's Mute. Sure. I think I'm going to go ahead and tell Sherrod he can come over and get on the podcast. Hey, shout out to my boy, uh, Ball, man, yeah. a.k.a. We DPE, man. Shout out to Hemi, man. Y'all go get his music. It's on Time to Tell 2. It's on Apple, man. Y'all go get it. June 8th, we at Oxford uh, with uh, Young Dolph, my man performing before Young Dolph. Hey, so y'all definitely look him up, man. Hey, Deadplay Entertainment, man. Fayetteville on the map. So, um, again, everybody, I appreciate y'all tuning in. Mute will get this fixed up and put on. You know, make sure you get your recognition on on the book and all of that. 
But um, this has been another episode of Clutch Time with Mike on the Mic. We'll be back with another guest next week. I'll holler at y'all.